This is the Dr. Jojo of Doombringer, the unofficial doctor for the escape pod cast. With an important message, we have received disturbing reports of listeners trying the Bantho dewormer Watomectin to get two times zero to not equal zero. And we want to say this is not performing as intended. And case studies have shown differing results when combined with free to play tiers. It has been associated with spaghetti code and repeating the same battle 14 times. This will be nerfed in the next update, which was coming soon, TM. As always, this is subject to change. This show was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. Take it away, boys. One is a Grand Arena specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. More marquees are on the way to the game. This week, it all started with us getting Fennec Shand. We will review her kit lightly. And go over the nuances of the developer insight. Then, in story time with Uncle Thad, he will break it down even more. We will talk about our experiences with the latest rounds of Territory Wars. Too many battles and not enough time. I, on the other hand, have to comment on one of the opponents my guild faced. We have two interviews today. In the first one, we talk to the myth of the legend GS as they closed in on a place on Twitch. His journey has been an interesting one, and we look forward to sharing that with you as well. Then, in our official incoming transmission, we finally get the one and only CG Dojafet. We will talk about the Speed GAC experience that we're all about to witness. And break down a few hot-button issues the folks have been clamoring about with him and SP Crumb. Patreon's choice and more on the bridge where we'll try to make up for last week's long but necessary interview that's if the Doja Fett and Crumb interview doesn't go too long. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Go ahead, Neil. Well, kick us off. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod. Cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero-like partner, Paul. Paul, it has been a very, very fun week for me. I'm very, very excited for this show today as well. It's um, even though my chances at Kyber are slim, there's a chance. (laughs) There's always a chance. Um, we have a hype train, as you can hear, going on right now. Um, I we have to thank Doctor Feelgood for um for subscribing for nineteen months, Salacious Dumb for subscribing for two months, JJ Manor for sixteen months, and then JJ Manners has given out subs to Ricky P, Utini, and Wolfman. So, 
Um, let's see how far we could get this hype train going. Today is a huge show. We have a very special announcement coming up in the incoming transmission. You may have already heard it, but we're going to confirm it with Doja Fett and SB Crumb joining us later on in the show. But uh, before that, we will be talking to the myth, the legend. Um, he's from Doombringer. Doombringer is a very, very uh, friendly guild to the Escape Podcast. So thank you to all the Doombringer people out there. And, you know, it's I I'm also enjoying Lego Star Wars Battles. Thank you, Cascade, for giving a uh, uh, gifting a sub to Ringer as well. So, what about you, Neil? How has your week been? Um, yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. Uh, <coughs> had a I had a very fun round one GAC, which I took by one banner. Gotta love those 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 single banner wins. <laughs> so yeah, my um my opponent got cute on a weak first order team and dropped one battle. But the rest of my defense had done sufficient enough banner stripping that he had uh, a 24-41 score. So I, I knew it was very winnable, but then I had uh, my CLS team just Oh, that was that one? Destroyed. Oh, I had, a, I had my CLS team just got destroyed by GG. And I'm like, no need to panic. There's no need to panic. Um uh, a you know I can afford it. I could have, I could comfortably. I knew I was comfortable affording two double taps. Um, so I kind of held off. I'm like, right, okay, let's go get the Padme one out of the way, and then uh, uh, so I ended up losing out on uh, the Padme. So there was my double tap. Now, cleaning up Padme was easy because I'd already taken her out. So that there there was my second double tap, and I'm thinking, right, all I have to do double tap GG, everything will be fine. And um, the double tap didn't come. I ended up having to triple tap GG, um, which was really frustrating. But because I averaged above 60 on every single other one of my battles and the fleets, fleets were both single taps, I needed an average of 60 um, on the back wall. So <laughs> a one of, and one of them was a Wampa solo. So I did I hit a 63 with the Wampa solo. I took my Imperial Troopers in against the Bad Batch because I knew that that was a guaranteed 60 because I knew that they wouldn't take a turn because they didn't. Um, and then I'm like, right, I only need 57. But, you know, I knew I only needed 57 banners to win. So I took my, um, uh, I took my JTR in against Imperial Troopers and scored exactly 57. I knew that my JTR and my R2-D2 weren't going to get scratched because they're both Relic 7. And, and this was a gear 11 slash gear 10 slash gear 9 imperial troopers so i knew that that they, they, they were only going to get one aoe off and it was going to strip banners from the three gear 11s on my team but yeah so i played for 57 i got 57 and um yeah that was it so one by one banner so uh, and 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 that put me in a match against hopefully Someone who I'll get some revenge against. Top 50, 960k lifetime. Um, AOC Star Wars. Oh, I. Um, is, is this AOC fan since, you know, the, is that that, that Twitch um, chatter? I don't know. I, I, no, no, no. I, don't, I, I do not know. All I know is it's AOC Star gotcha. Wars. Gotcha. Um, and um, 
I fought them before. They, they, they cost they cost me one of my only victories in the last twelve months. So uh, yeah, kind of hoping hoping for revenge. They put the exact team down that I expected them to. So my defense and my offense is uh, looking good, but they are very a very very good efficiency. Uh, they average two four eight. Yeah, They average in the two. So I need to be. I'm only going to win if it's perfect. I'm only going to win if it's a perfect run. So uh, fingers right. crossed for that. But apart from that, yeah, I mean, there was territory wars, but it's just, yeah, the, the, the problems persist with territory wars. And, you know, I'm in a guild that's like trying for mm. it, but it's, um, yeah. So apart from that, it's it's been a relatively um, nondescript week, to be well, honest. Well, uh, speaking of nondescript weeks, other than Fennec Shand, it kind of has been a nondescript week here in the world of uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. We did get an update because Shakti got uh, a little bit of a buff. Uh, they're providing all players who got to Phase 3, uh, 500 get to coin, and 5 watch shards. I think that's about fair to the people that, you know, the only difference I saw was in that special mission in the first slice of territory battles. Other than that, we we did the exact same. So 500 get two and five watt shards for the people that might not have, you know, gotten watt as far as they did. Sure. I mean, it's... Uh, I'm absolutely fine with that. Some people call it cheap, but you know what? It's stuff you didn't have before, right? Yeah, but if people had been able to do it, they would have had more. No, no. 500 get two? No, you get... I don't remember the exact number, but 500 get two is is more than the missing amount of get two that we got. You know, we had enough people complete it that... That divisible, or if you subtract 500 from the max, you actually come out with a deficit. So, um, I just, I, I, I just thought that you got more than 500 from the special mission. Yeah, I, I'd have to double check on it. Maybe somebody in chat can uh, tell me what you get for a passing it. Um, but I think that was more than fair. But then we did get the content update. To where we were told that Commander Ahsoka Tano is going to be added to light side battle hard nodes on the 23rd. But only light Mm -hmm. side and only hard nodes. Thoughts on that, Neil? I'm not sure if I'm farming anything from light side hard nodes at the moment. I'm running out of things to farm at the moment. Um. But I, I might have a couple in there. There, there. there might be a couple in there. I've got a couple of ships I'm farming. Don't know if they're light side nodes. And then I'm doing, um, let's see, what am I doing? Dark Trooper and Bow. Um, armor is done. Um, and I've fallen back on some of the older characters. Uh, oh, no, I am doing Echo. Was Echo on one? I think so. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check that. I, I do think that there are that, so. there are two of the Bad Batch on light side hard nodes. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm I'm going into the game right now to take a look, light side hard node. I think it was 
five. Uh, Tech is there. And Hunter is there. So they're they're there on five. On uh, some people farming seven. Yeah. Uh, seven has Echo and Wrecker, and then Omega's yeah. on ships, which I'm farming. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so people farming Bad Batch, which is kind of what you would be farming at the moment, because obviously they were the they're the most recent characters. So if you're free to play and you're and and you are kind of like aiming towards Lord Vader, you've got to farm the Bad Batch. Uh, so yeah, so if, if your if your daily farming is farming for all the bad batch, then yeah, you, you're going to pick up some Ahsoka yeah. Tano shards. I'll, I'll have a look. I'm really, really not that fast. I, I don't care when I get her now. I used to, but now I don't. So care. Um, thank you to everybody. We did complete a level three hype train. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for uh, supporting the show through. Through Thank you very uh, much. subs, bits, and also our Patreon, you help make this show possible. So, um, speaking of added things, right now the malevolence from now until the fourteenth is on everything light side. Additive drops on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I cashed in. I cashed in some uh, um, in the shard shop. I can't. I never thought I'd see that. Open up the shard shop and I'm converting malevolence shards into currency. I never, ever, I, I never imagined seeing that. Because <laughs> obviously I already have a seven-star malevolence, so every malevolence shard that I get just gets converted to shard currency. So, yeah, it was weird. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And you mentioning it now just reminds me, yep, that's what happened. That's where they came from. So th- there's a bunch of little fixes here and there. Fixed an issue with enemy shock T being unintentionally stronger in uh, territory battle after a previous update. She was reverted back to the original state she was before the previous update. And please note, as an enemy in territory battle, she is still considered a tank, which remains unchanged from the original launch of Geonosis territory battle. That to me is the only thing, only big thing out of the fixes. Um, But Mm -hmm. we're now seeing that there are some people saying that the light side territory battle has been a little bit buffed as well. Now, Um, were there were there were there any changes? um, Were there any changes to um, ships by any chance? Because ever since the update, um, uh, uh, I've been having. uh, a lot of trouble. Uh, all right, uh, let's be honest. I have not won a single battle using my malevolence TIE fighter pilot counter against five or six star malevolence since the update. I've had six battles in the last two days and I've lost all six. And before the update, my, um, uh, my success rate against five and six stars was around about 75%. It was only 50-50 against uh, seven stars because there was a lot of RNG uh, involved against, uh, you know, against maximum executives. But I expected that. But yeah, no, I, I've had a pretty damn successful um, amount of victories. And, and I have, since the update, I've not won anything. So is there anything in there for the, about the executor or, Nothing. or anything? Because mm-hmm. it just seems like the executive's ultimate is going off a hell of a lot faster for five and six stars than it was before. 
Yeah, it's uh, there's no it's difference. Yeah. According to this, there's no difference in anything with fleets. So maybe it was a stealth buff. Yeah. It might have been a stealth. Yeah, because it's frustrating. Because, um, I, 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 you know, TIE fighter pilots getting at least a couple of dodges. Um, and I'm, I'm losing all my vulture droids. So, you know, there's 30%. But, like, just, just as the turn meter is getting up to give me my ultimate, their ultimate goes off. And I'm like, the ship should be one full turn behind me, but it isn't. It's, it's, it's almost like it's got one full turn in front of all the cooldowns of this. So, yeah, that, that is, I must admit, that is frustrating. And uh, it really, really wouldn't surprise me for, um, for it to get a stealth buff. Um, because, you know, of the amount of money that people spent on the executor and the TIE Fighter pilot malevolence is a very, very cheap counter. Granted, it's only, uh, it, it doesn't work all the time, but it still works. And now all of a sudden, uh, it's just not working. Yeah, Dr. Feelgood says it's performance issues and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not performance issues. It's not. It is not performance issues. I should be reaching my ultimate before the executor. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was reaching my ultimate without losing as uh, without losing all my vulture droids. Seriously, without losing all my vulture droids and getting dodges with the Tie Fighter pilot. The last time I did it. I lost every single one of my vulture droids and got a couple of dodges. That should have had my ultimate going off first. But for some reason, no. So it's either a stealth buff to the executor or it's a stealth debuff to the amount of turn meter going to um, malevolence for vulture droids yeah. being destroyed. Because it just doesn't look like it just doesn't look like I'm getting, you know, every, every time I'm expecting like that turn meter bar to kick up by bite like a third. It just, yeah, it's, there's definitely something there. So, in addition to all this, we were also got the release of a new dark side hero, Fennec Shand. What? I wouldn't say hero. Well, dark side, and then, you know, the word hero following dark side. Dark side villain. A light side would be a hero. A dark side would be a villain. Well, no. Th there are people on the dark side that were heroes. Well, no. Then if they if they were good, then they'd It's not good or bad. Side. Dark side and light side does not equal good or bad. Only Sith deal in absolute, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dark side are bad. Evil. All right. So, um, the, uh, story time with Uncle Thad will go a little bit more into the kit. Um, but she has a to to gloss over it really quick. A basic that damages people five times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is impressive. A um, a special that gives a new um, a new uh, what do you call it? A new debuff minus. 20% defense, but 50% offense up, 10% up on speed, and 15% evasion buff. So they're squishier, but they're faster, hit harder, and dodge more. Her leader ability, um, at the start of battle, Fennec Shand gains plus 100% max health, max protection, and defense, and offense. 
For each other ally present at the start of battle, the numbers are reduced by 25%. So she, as in the uh, developer insight, this is purely an undersized leader. And once 20 debuffs are dispelled or expire from bounty hunter or scoundrel allies, um, it says that scoundrel allies can contribute to this contract. All, all allies gain 20% defense and overconfident until the end of the battle, which can't be dispelled, copied, or prevented. And her payout receives plus 15% critical chance, plus 25% critical damage, and she gains seasoned veteran till the end of battle. Seasoned veteran allows her to ignore taunt, gains additional effects on her abilities. She gains offense up um, on her basic. When she has seasoned veteran on the special, the attack can't be evaded and inflicts armor, an additional stack, two stacks of armor shred. And you've yeah. said that she armor can shred. take out a very high powered uh, team with only one, with, with only one friend. You want to talk about that? Uh, I saw, I mean, Arnold posted, uh, Arnold posted a video about um, Dengar and Fennec Shan um, wrecking gas teams. So, um, yeah, I'd be, um, I'd be very, very interested to see just exactly what that does because um, uh, more gas counters can't hurt. And a bounty hunters team that can counter gas, yeah, I could definitely see that being useful. But it's it's the it's the it's the quintuple um, hits at the start. You know, if 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 she's strong enough and she's powerful enough, she's just going to put him on his knees and strip through that protection immediately. So uh, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. So would you be would you be modding her for speed and offense like practically everybody else? <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, it'd be interesting to see how fast she is before you know you start applying mods. Be curious to see how fast she yeah. is. We'll have to we'll we'll take a deep deeper dive possibly later on if she comes out to be one of the big you know big must haves. So um, Hellenix's question earlier in the chat is she worth it? Right now, reports are saying probably. So yeah, well, I mean Van Seal, who likes his bounty hunters. Uh, isn't doing um, because he, he can't see because he's got all the bounty hunters maxed out. He can't see where she would do something that his current crop of bounty hunters don't already do. Um, and there's, there's nothing, there's not what any one individual bounty hunter that he would sacrifice in order to put her in. Um, and, and let's not forget, you know, Van Seal uses his bounty hunters to just, you know, Absolutely destroyed. Durgan says friend. Van Seal already seven in Relictor. <laughs> he said yesterday he wasn't going to do that. <laughs> he said yesterday. He said it yesterday. I'm not going to do it. So obviously he changed his mind. So it I'd be curious to know what changed his mind. Maybe maybe the fact that with Dengar it can wreck a gas. Maybe I don't know. So that might have something. For inspiration. To do with that. Um, says this version of the character encompasses both 
her time on Bad Batch and Mandalorian. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen either of those shows. But you're playing a Star Wars game. Why haven't you seen those shows? This is where she, why she starts off with Overconfident and ends up with Seasoned Veteran. Her basic is inspired by the hand-to-hand combat she gets into during Bad Batch. And I Don't Miss is taken from her Mandalorian appearances where she's a ma- master markswoman with her sniper rifle. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, and, and this is this is the kicker as far as I'm concerned. She's in the game. Um, so obviously one of the things that we've been asking for is the punishing one. Now she's in the game. They put her ship in as well. And, oh, God, the executive is just going to be a nightmare. It, it's just, it's going to just, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Fleet Arena is just going to be a nightmare. Can you imagine what Fleet Arena would be like with another two bounty hunter ships in it? That executor, the executor with another two bounty hunters, it'd be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, that's just you because you probably caught it. Also, I loved my bounty hunters and and love ships, love bounty hunters, and they just melded together and I was able to get it. So... Yeah, but it, it's not good on it's it's not it's not making GAC it's not making ships on GAC an awful lot. So one thing we d- not that I've faced yeah. it. But one thing yeah. we do have to talk about really quick before we take our first break: territory wars. First week with it. What were your thoughts, Neil? Not enough time. Too many too many battles. Not enough time. That's the biggest thing I can think My- of. My. Um, Obviously, obvi- I mean, the, the, the matchmaking yeah. is obvious. The matchmaking is obviously a big, big issue. And people are saying that matchmaking isn't a big issue. And I'd like to remind everybody that, you know, we have matchmaking problems in GAC. That is one person versus one person. So really bad matchmaking only affects a, a limited number of people. But when it's a guild versus a guild... If you've got dozens and dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds of guilds that are affected by the, the, um, the mismatch of the matchmaking, it's not one person being involved. It's 50 people in a guild that are getting the short end of the stick. So if you're in a guild and you've done two territory wars and on both occasions you've been screwed over on the matchmaking, that's 100 people that have been screwed over twice by poor matchmaking. So it's not... Um, you know, an exception to the rule. Yes, it, it, you've got to think of it in terms of it's 50 versus 50. It's not one person versus one person like in GAC. It's 50 people versus 50 people. And, you know, one side is getting screwed over um, quite a lot. And that's lots and lots and lots of groups of 50 people. So, uh, yeah, matchmaking and not enough time are the two, two things. And so away. on our side, in order to get to that 320 million bracket we need every single person on our guild to join so it no longer takes um it no longer takes the the whole op territory wars is optional if you want a guaranteed one piece of relic nine material so it it steals away the player agency and you know, if people sign up but don't place, they're freeloading. If they 
it, it really, really bothers me that that um, that that happened. But I do also have to acknowledge that uh, the Escape Pod Yavin Four got matched up against Rebel Force Yavin Four in the second match and fought a very, very awesome uh, territory war. We were outclassed the first one by more GLs, but we were able to come walk away victorious. The second one, the escape pod, Yavin 4 did lose. So therefore, Rebel Force Yavin 4 is the Yavin 4 Cup Cup winner. I, I even made a, a picture of Curse Underworld Police holding a Yavin 4 Cup. By the way, uh, and also another one comes in. Solo Base, thank you very much for the uh, resubscribe for 15 months. Geek Girl with 555 bits. Thank you very much. As as far as other things go in Territory Wars, I felt that it was evenly matched, but I saw so many other examples that I think you're going to get that everywhere. It just really sucks when there's a 50. It, it, it seemed like a 50 GP difference, but it all depended 50 million GP difference. And it all depended on how many people joined. So, yeah, there, there, there were lots. Here's the thing we, we, regarding territory wars. There are lots of issues. It's not just a hat. It's not just, you know, one or two. There's lots. There are discrepancies on the number of squads required per territory, changing massively based purely on two or three extra yeah. people joining. There were, uh, the, you know, uh, Reddit was um, resplendent with examples of people saying, when we joined in week one, we had 46 people join. And when we fought, we only had to put like 20-something um, teams per territory. And then the next territory war, we had two more people join. So we added an extra 7 million GP. And then all of a sudden, we had to find an extra six squads per territory uh, on, on defense and, you know, for the sake of two extra people joining. So that was a problem. The matchmaking was a problem. The, I mean, one of the things that bugged me the most was if you had a division discrepancy, so a higher division playing a lower division, that if the higher division won, they picked up the rewards for their division and the lower team picked up the losing rewards for their division. I mean, that, that one just seems, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's fair and competitive, but it just doesn't, you know, in the big scheme of things, it's neither fair nor competitive for a, a, a guild with 60 million GP more to be rewarded with their divisions higher against a team that they are clearly going to, you know, ruffle stomp into the ground. And then that team, you know, look, looking at who they're facing, what they've got, it's like, well, that's it. Just, just you know, def accept defeat and take crappy rewards because they know that, there's nothing there. There's nothing for them to compete for. They know that they're going to lose. So, uh, yeah. Excellent point. And we'll be sense. back after these messages. Hot 
Thought in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Bot, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Patreon Leaderboard, brought to you by the Patreons of the Escape Podcast. This week we look back at week three of the 5v5 season at the Patreons at the Kyber Combat level or higher, and encourage you to sign up soon for the next season, which was going to be 3v3. As that quickly approaches, sign up deadline for next month's Patreon Leaderboard is October 19th, so head on over to patreon.com slash theescape pod to sign up for inclusion next month let's go ahead and take a look at the boards d forgot to join dark helmet three and oh he filed a report this week 
One shot, full clear in the first. His executor held two battles. He won by 30 banners. Round two, full clear, one shot, everything except for an odd interaction where my solo Count Dooku died against a Gear 8 Jawa team that never took a turn. Uh, thermal detonators, my friend. <laughs> and they got stuck on his Glowcat and Executor. Number three, one shot, full clear, including... A seven-star executor. They dropped a few battles and could not clear his five-star executor. Nice job. 79-73 for Dark Helmet. 36 wins, one loss, 13 holds. Looking at Dr. Jojo, he also filed a report saying, 3-0 and by the skin of my teeth. Round one and round two were easy. I full cleared. They didn't. Round three. Wanted to t uh, talk this out. On his scouting... His scouting placed 4GL, DR, and gas on the front wall, so he went for it. So he planned for it with four GLs of his own, Imperials for Darth Revan and CLS for gas. Then he screwed up his Imperials versus Darth Revan due to a misplay. Then he took uh, went to see if the JTR bros could beat them. They couldn't. So he had to take one of his saved Galactic Legends, and it looked like he couldn't full clear. But... He decides if he can beat Slacker with JKR and JKL, maybe he had a chance. So he got a 57 versus Slacker, first time doing it post-nerf. So he takes his GML Remnant versus Darth Revan and loses. So now he's on to battle five, and he has to Slacker solo. So this one Darth Revan team has cost him two GLs and three very good teams. So... Now he's in efficiency mode. Clears the back zone, leaves the front zone. His opponent attacks. Two shots of Darth Revan, three shots of uh, Grievous, one shot for his Ray for 48 using his Sith Internal Emperor. He cleared his back wall and takes down two teams in the front and loses a battle versus crew. But his opponent is leading by 18 banners at this point. He takes his... Uh, Commander Luke Skywalker in versus Garbage Padme for a guaranteed 60, leaving him to clear his gas for a win, and spoiler alert, he couldn't. So he won by 15, having cleared one less team than his opponent. 72-16 in banners, 32 wins, 8 losses, 17 holds. Force Strong goes 2-1 with 4,012 banners, 13 wins, 0 losses, 3 holds. Force Strong, explain yourself, sir. Hot Sauce goes 1-2. The Behemoth goes 6,800 banners on the dot. 26 wins, 5 losses, 3 holds. I also went 1-2. 72-34, 33 wins, 3 losses, 5 holds. I ended up running into a um, executor. No, it was a, a um, galactic for Galactic Legend front wall that I could not get past. Taking a look at the boards, Dr. Jojo still at the top and clings to a 51 banner lead if he were to drop one of his matches this last week. Dark Helmet, 8 and 1, 22, 9, 36. Hot Sauce and I both at 6 and 3. Four Strong at 4 and 5, and D sits at 2 and 7. What's going to happen coming up this last week? Is Dr. Jojo not going to be able to get enough? He did not do so well in round one. We're going to see if that costs him if Dark Helmet can run the board and he drops a battle down the line. Going to be fun. Do not miss next week's Patreon leaderboard. That does it for me. Sign up at patreon.com slash the escape pod. 
Join us next month. I would love to see and report on each and every single one of you. Yeah, even you. <laughs> Be nice to each other, damn it. We want you join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the Chain Gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back -back from one streamer to the next and allow the viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the Chain Gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBees, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. The Escape Pod cast. And welcome back into the show, Neil. Yeah. You know, I was going to throw to you, but then I do the Master of Ceremony stuff. I was ready to do it, and then you... I'm ready to do it. I'm sat. I'm here. I'm ready to, to bring us back, and then you just bring us in. So it's like, I well, don't what do you want know. me to do? Say the same thing again twice? Either point and let me do it, I'll, or do I'll it I'll point yourself. for the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a GAC Chain Gang streamer. You guys can check him out on the Chain Gang. Follow Andy Beads, Mud Bum, Dr. Zeppers, Army Hutchings. Lots and lots of wonderful, wonderful streamers in the Chain Gang. But he is also a former uh, coach at Delaware State University and also a very, very uh, uh, fun watch. This this guy is amazing. He also says he's a hypnotist. I think that's how he ended up on the show. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend GS. Myth, how are you? I am doing great, guys. Thank you once again for having me. I really do appreciate you bringing me on here. <laughs> Not a problem. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is that you are on your final push for Twitch Affiliate. You are how many away as of the beginning of this uh, episode? At the beginning of the podcast, I was three away from Affiliate. There we go. So three of you watching, go follow this guy. He is an absolute mm -hmm. gem of a uh, of a watch, you know, uh, just just like uh, Se and We or Sean Dewey, um, one of one of my one of my favorites to just lurk in and and enjoy the show. So um, let's ask the uh, the main the question we ask everybody: How big is your account? How long have you been playing? And what type of aquatic creature are you, if any? And then Neil will want to know if you have any alts. <laughs> so um, I began pretty much near launch, maybe like a month or two in. Um, I'm about to hit 8 million GP, and you, you can safely call me a whale. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, eight mil GP. Yeah, you're definitely aware. Yeah, uh, I would. I would not say Kraken territory. I am not in five digits. So that that's kind of where I put that lie. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any alts? By the way, I do. So my main account is mm-hmm. the legend. My alt is the myth. That's so just the I, one alt. Um, technically, I have access to another account of a friend of mine who gave up the game after shortly after I helped him remod the account. <laughs> um, and so I asked him if I could take it over very briefly. He said, sure, why not? I spent 200 crystals. I renamed it the man. That way I could have the Holy Trinity. Well, I will tell you this. uh, You are now the man, the myth, the legend, and the affiliate. You are now at 51 followers. So your next stream, you will qualify. Everyone, (laughs) thank you. Everyone who just uh, ended up following there. I really do appreciate it, guys. But don't let's let's not stop there. Go ahead, Neil. No, I was going to say, I, I mean, I'll ask the old questions, even though my, my love affair with alts is, you know, well and truly, like, gone now. Um, so what, what, what's the GP of your alts? So the, the man account, I really don't play it at all. I'll only ever bring it into a guild that if they need someone quickly for a territory war, I can just throw it in, place defenses. I think it's around 6.2, 6.3. And the myth, my true all, is at 5.7. That's not that far from mine, actually. Mine's 5.8. So uh, I was just curious because um, it's possible that we could face each other in GAC. So, yeah, we uh, we definitely could. I, I, um, I always like to know if, if someone's got an alt that has GP close to mine. Um, yeah. uh, like Zareth. Zareth's uh, alt is close on par with the GP for, you know, your It's my main, yeah. but obviously your alt, obviously. Um, um, I don't know if you play your alt that as seriously as our um, I, I don't play it nearly as seriously. Um, what I did initially for my alt is any characters that I wish I had gone for on my main, I was like, ooh, I'm going to do this with my alt, see how this works out. Mm-hmm. Um, but truth be told, once Galactic Legends came into the game, um, that's when I really stopped playing my alt as seriously because with those grinds, you you didn't really have a choice. You had to focus on those characters to get them out, get them ready. So my um, so alt account so has a, really fallen off. So that's so that was free to play then, was it? It's, yes. It's, it's um, just your, the alts just are completely main. free to play. Yeah. Yes. So you just wail on your main then. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. Okay. No, because I, I know people that do wail on alts. Um, or they'll dolphin on alts um, purely because they know that they can spend a l- considerably less um, in money and crystals and resources um, on very, very specific areas of their alt accounts, yeah. whereas before when they're on their main, they probably spent a little bit more. Um, 
yeah. building up various different factions and characters. But once you kind of like got to know how things go, you can be like, well, I could probably do the exact same thing, but at like 50 or 40 or even 30% the price that you originally stumped up for because you, you're just more efficient in you know, how you uh, build up a, a build up an account. That's all. Yeah. So do, uh, do you, do you gack on all of them? Um, no, um, I only do GAC on my main, um, heavily. I will still join GAC, um, on my all on the myth and I'll play it when I get the time. Um, but more often than not, I actually do miss the attack phase on the all, um, I always make sure to get it on the main at least. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not joined GAC on my alts for two solid weeks now. Yeah. That's how little I care about my alt. You see, I, I used to do them religiously over and over all the time because I would keep my fingers crossed that maybe I would get matched up against someone I knew. Um, but in two years, two years of uh, GAC on f- across four accounts, I have never been matched against someone I know. And it just wow. annoys the crap out of me. So I- I- I've stopped trying and <laughs> carrying on my alts, which, yeah. So I'll just keep my fingers crossed that I finally get matched against someone on my main. But uh, yeah, it would be fun. It would be so. Yeah, how I'm, come I'm you don't stream your, uh, how come you don't stream your alts? Because it would give you a lot more content. Um, I know it would give me a bit more content, but the truth is, is I just have a lot more fun with my main, um, on my alt, just where it stands right now. I have Sith Eternal Emperor and I have basically all the requirements for SLKR, but because all of my top GP is so high with very little to show for it, not really able to clear anything. It's not as entertaining. And the (laughs) truth is this is a game and it's supposed to be fun. When you're having fun, you can express that fun with others. But if it's, oh, cool, I can be four teams and that's it. That, that's not nearly as fun. It's hard to be as entertaining Yeah, with that. So I just so like to stick in the How long does it take you to do work? Because obviously your main is Div 1. Uh, how long does it take you to do uh, um, GAC on your main? Um, I usually stretch it out to about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If I wanted to speed run it, obviously I could get it done faster, you know, pre-scouting it more. That way I know exactly what team to use where. But I just like to interact. I like to have a little bit of fun with the teams I'm using as well. Um, and I know Army actually mentioned this in the chat earlier, but one of the things I have to do every single stream is I will always save Jedi Master Luke for offense <laughs> because I have Hermit Yoda kill everyone um, under Jedi Master Luke lead. At yeah. this point, I've had Hermit Yoda kill all six Galactic <laughs> Legends. And truth be told, there's nothing more satisfying than just seeing a little wave and then seeing a GL disappear. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I I love it. It's it's brilliant. It's so much. I do it in squad arena all the time. Yeah. It's the only re- it's the only reason. Um, it is literally it is the only reason why I do so well in squad arena. And someone's like, yeah, when you swap swap with Hermit Yoda, I'm like, why? 
what if I don't need the healers? But it doesn't matter. Just do it anyway and watch. So I did it and I'm like, oh my, oh my God. So, hang on a minute. Gas just died. Uh, all right. How did that happen? And then, oh my God, JKL just died. What's going on? And then, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's bonkers that um, yeah. Hermit Yoda in a JML team taking a turn can kill someone. It's bonkers. I remember the first time I did it, it was actually up against a Grievous team. I had just taken a, uh, Master Luke and Hermit Yoda, and I was just going to do a 2v5. And I'm like, wait a second, did Yoda just get the kill? <laughs> and yeah, it was since then, I've made it my mission to kill every new important character in the game with Hermit Yoda. And so far, that mission has been pretty successful. So I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, it, the, uh, I also love that same, same style when using um when you're playing in conquest and you get massively overpowered and you just get c3po to go ah and all of a sudden everybody's heads explode that that's all that's the best yes oh absolutely and a way to make a dark side territory battles a little bit more fun any missions with wat tambor you know they don't count them as uh kills for separatist loyalty but um, activating all the dots and getting kills with Watt Tambor. It's just another fun way to make some game modes that can get a little tiring, just a TV little bit more never fun. tires with me, though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that I enjoy watching your, watching your streams and lurking, but um, for those who, you know, are listening to this, this podcast and they're wondering, what can I expect... Why don't you um, why don't you pimp yourself? Uh, you know, tell people what they can expect when they come to your stream. What makes you unique? Uh, well, I definitely uh, spoiled one of them already, which is guaranteed Hermit Yoda kills every territory battle. And the I should also preface a warning: um, if you hate terrible puns, terrible <laughs> jokes, do not listen in on my stream. Uh, my partner has constantly said she's going to eventually need like plastic surgery from the amount of time she's had to face <laughs> from them. So I love to extend that out to everyone. So just as a fair warning, um, really Plen- bad plenty jokes. of dad jokes. Yes. <laughs> plenty of them. And then truth be told, it's, you know, yes, winning is nice. But it's also fun to see if we can find weird teams that shouldn't work against other teams and making them work. So, so there you go, Neil. You know, like we said in the beginning, he, it's a game. He theorycrafts live on stream. <laughs> what um, what type of what type of player would you consider yourself? We're 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 getting close to wrapping up, but I I I want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to get to know you here what what are they expecting and then once you um once you finish that tell people how to find you yes so i mean for me it's you know i've been playing this game nearly you know since launch and i really enjoy almost all the aspects of the game 
So yeah, I try to think ahead. I really like strategizing things. Back when I was an officer, um, I always loved the territory battles because I love to think strategically and just all those strategies and mods. It's I would almost put myself as like a Grand Admiral Thrawn thinking <laughs> type player. It's I love to see if I can make you think I'm doing this one strategy. So you'll do the move I want you to do. So you can't expect what's coming next. All right. And how do people uh, find you? Well, um, you can find me here on Twitch at the myth, the legend GS and on my channel, you'll also see links to both my discord server as well as my YouTube page. So those are going to be the best places. And to that's find the myth, all one word, underscore the legend, yes. all yeah, one the word, legend. underscore GS. Yes. So any final questions for our guest today, Neil? No, no, we'll let him get off. Excellent. Well, th uh, congratulations. Uh, go go stream. You're going to be an affiliate uh, after Absolutely. that stream. Um, and uh, you know what? If you, you if you wanted to fire it up later tonight, we'll raid India right at the end of the show tonight. I would appreciate that greatly. <laughs> Thank you again to the entire podcast. No group. problem. I really appreciate Guys, it. Guys, stick around coming up after this break. We finally got him. We finally get to talk to him. I've been trying since the beginning of his announcement. CG Dojafet joins the show featuring SB Crumb in just a moment right here on the Escape Pod cast. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Followers, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Box, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool.
Hello there, Potawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and the Escape Podcast for kids. Today we are going to be looking at a new character, and one that I am very excited about, Fennec Shand. One of the great things about this character is that we don't know a great deal about who she is. So, what will be unique about today's story time is that we will be taking information from her kit canonically and inferring what we know about her through this marquee event, Tales from the Outer Rim. So, with that, let's jump into who Fennec Shand is in the Star Wars canon. Fennec Shand was a notorious bounty hunter and assassin operating from the fall of the Republic and continuing through the events of The Mandalorian. Originally introduced in the first season of The Mandalorian, not a whole lot has been written about Fennec and her life. Canonically and chronologically, her first appearance in Star Wars was during the early days of the Empire. Presumably hired by Kaminoa's scientist, Nala Say, Fennec was originally tasked to track down and return Omega back to Kamino. It is here that we see the legendary bounty hunter and assassin take on the entire Bad Batch, not to mention face down Cad Bane, which is a huge feat in and of itself. I mean, she wasn't successful in her efforts to abscond with Omega, but she put up one heck of a fight. We don't know what happened to Finnick between then and when we see her again in season one of The Mandalorian. We do know that she worked for many of the top crime syndicates, as it is mentioned in season one, that her employers were all locked up with the takeover of the New Republic. The real question about Finnick's past is, what was she doing during the meantime? And I believe that Tales from the Outer Rim, Marquee of Seven, has given us our first look at Finnick Shan's past. Because we know that she worked with many of the Underworld's darkest and dankest villains, we can assume that she went on some pretty nasty jobs. Tier 1 of her marquee has her facing off against the Ewoks. Now, I don't know if she has something personally against the Murder Bears, but being an assassin means that you have to take jobs that you don't necessarily agree with. Fiddick probably took the indoor job just because some moth or Imperial wanted vengeance after losing the second Death Star. And while I want to lean towards that, what we see later on in another tier actually makes me think that she just doesn't like small creatures. Tier 2 has Fiddick facing off against the Imperials. Now again, this doesn't come as a shock because we know that she was not loved by the Imperials. This is one of the facts that we do know about her from season two of Mandalorian. Next, we see her facing off against the Rebels, which doesn't come as a shock again. This is not surprising. Any bounty hunter that would be operating during the time of the Empire or during the time of the Rebellion would have bounties on key rebel characters. And so seeing her face off against these crew, this crew, makes complete sense. Now, I believe that tier four of this event actually shows us a scene that was left off of the cutting room floor, or, or left on the cutting room floor, from her episode of season one. Finnick and Kara Weathers take on an entire tribe of Jawas. Now, we know that, that Finnick worked in the Outer Rim. We know that she worked with people. It is here that I fully believe for whatever reason, Carl Weathers sent Finnick to kill a bunch of Jawas. I don't know why, I don't know what that story looks like, but it's very possible. Now it's also possible that Finnick didn't like the Jawas and this was just her taking the vengeance. I don't know, but it's this scene that makes me think that murdering the murder bears was less of a job and more of some kind of personal vendetta against adorable little 
slaughter machine. Now, the last tier has Finnick facing off against the Separatist, which I'm not sure what multiverse this took place in, but I'm pretty confident that it wasn't Dave Filoni's. But with that, let's take a look at her kit. Her basic ability is freaking awesome. She attacks an enemy, and if that enemy doesn't have protection, she deals more damage. Now, I like Finnick. I've said this before. I've said this throughout. And even for CG, I feel like this ability is kind of on the nose. I mean, all damage does more damage if there's no protection. Stubbing your toe hurts way more if you're not wearing shoes. But for Finnick, it's like her stubbing someone else's toe five times in a row. Her first and only special ability is, is a really cool one, but I also feel it's a little misleading. I don't miss deal special damage to all but the weakest enemy, then deal special damage to the enemy that was the weakest at the start of the attack. Now essentially what she's doing is she aims at one person, hits a bunch of other people, and then once they're down, comes back and shoots the last person standing. I don't feel like that's as much of a, hey, I'm a great assassin, and more of a, I've killed everyone else on accident, and now I'm gonna kill you. Now, her leadership ability is actually takes its name from the animal known as the Finnick Fox. According to National Geographic, the Finnick Fox is the smallest of the world's foxes, but it also has the world's largest ears. And it should be noted that this adorable fox, while little, is also the craziest and does not a good house pet make. Which I also assume probably goes without saying for Finnick Shand as well. Her first unique ability, making an impression, grants her 10% offense and stacking every time she gains tenacity. Yeah. Now this is clearly an homage to her core of steel, which, I mean, if you saw season one and two, you know that that's not a euphemism or some flowery metaphorical language, but she actually has a core of steel. Like her abs are made of metal. And her final ability, her final unique ability is her payout, which again, uh, just makes her more dangerous and more deadly until the end of the battle. It just just kind of makes sense, right? The longer she's alive, the, the more dead her opponent becomes. Now, we will be learning a lot more about this character, this bounty hunter, this assassin, in the upcoming book of Boba Fett. You can stay tuned in the coming weeks for story time with Uncle Fad as I talk about the new dad bod Boba and what he looks like in Star Wars canon when he comes to the game, because let's face it, he's clearly coming to the game. Well, that's it for me this week. Stay tuned next week for more story time with Uncle Fad on the Escape Podcast for kids. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message, and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? 
head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the escape podcast and grab a team Neil, team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Receiving incoming transmission. and gentlemen and welcome back this week's incoming transmissions a doozy paul introduce our guests well i'm introducing one guest because crumbs here just to make sure that we don't ask some of the really really bad questions because we'll get in trouble <laughs> no but ladies and gentlemen this interview i have been pushing for for a while once when he was first announced i wanted to just bring him on to get to know him finally we get to do just that ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show the community liaison mr doja fett how are you doge hey uh you know i'm doing well i appreciate you having me on and you're right we've been trying to uh uh, you know, make this happen for a while. So uh, it's good to be here. And, um, you know, they have good reason to uh, not let me out of the cage too often. So. <laughs> well, from, from what you told me, your background, and this is kind of one of, the, one of the questions in a way, your background, you have been a public speaker, though. You know, we want to get to know who Doja Fett is. Um with what you, you with know? what with what you want to uh with what you want to reveal um yeah. you know w what made you the right fit for this position uh nobody else wanted it so <laughs> there you go no uh <laughs> no i yeah you're right you know I, i've dabbled in some some public speaking in various formats so uh you know it's 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 something that i i enjoy doing i think because it's so terrifying right so uh you know i i don't know like who who's brazen enough to to be like yeah this is i i want to do this in front it's like literally if you take a poll the poll usually turns out that most people's biggest fear is public speaking, right? And then their second one is death. And so I'm like, okay, it, it can't be that bad. And so, uh, no, I guess what makes me the right fit is that, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've lived four lifetimes, to be honest. Like, I've done a lot of different weird jobs. And um, I just, I like interacting with people. I like advocating for people. You know, like part of my background does include being 
a, a criminal defense attorney, which, you know, when I was in law school, I never thought that's what I would do. I, I wanted to be like more of an ambulance <laughs> or something, right? The Texas uh, hammer. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. where the money is. Exactly. So I'm like, have you been injured in an automobile accident? But um, no, I, and then once I fell into that, I was like, oh, advocating for people is cool. And that's kind of like where my, um, you know, interest in, in, in doing more public facing stuff and advocating for people stems from. And then, uh, you know, long winding road led to a friend of a friend at CG saying, hey, why don't you come be part of our game balance specialist? Yeah. Can, so, can you tell us about uh, your, your your previous life with CG? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, look, the, the games industry, as Crumb can probably attest to, is kind of hard to break into, you know. Um, so some of it is, you know, just a, a whole big mix, right? Like you sprinkle everything into a pot, like some skill, some luck, some who you know, and, and, and just like really more than anything, like sheer determination to like not back down from what you want. And so for me, this is always an industry that's captured like my heart and my mind. I've been a gamer forever. I've been a Star Wars fan forever. And, um, when somebody presented me with the opportunity to, to come aboard at CG, and and work on the game at that point i'd already been playing it for a few months and um i i just jumped on it because i'm like oh this is this is something that i want and i have wanted and so uh yeah it's tough i i wasn't a, a shoo-in by any means at, at you know at first for the the game balance position and so it was a pretty rigorous interview i went through it i got lucky and then once i got in i just tried to make the most of that opportunity and almost immediately started saying like, I should be in community. And so, you know, With so, accent. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that's, that's the key is like, you just show up for the job interview with a weird accent. And then uh, from that day forward, if you get the job, then it's like anything crazy goes. Right. Um, but, but no, I started, I started politicking heavily. I'm like, Hey, like what we're doing is cool, but I want to do that instead. And so after a long enough road and a little help from Crumb saying, I need some help. Uh, here yeah, I when I interviewed with Harmonix, I showed up in the dumb and dumber blue powder blue tuxedo. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, so Did you I know. Get that job? look at what am I doing right uh, now? Of course I didn't get that job. <laughs> fair enough, but they, that's their <laughs> loss, man. So um, what is, your time. So, how long have you been in in this current position? It, it's been it's been a year now. It's been a year, a year and, and three, three days. days, and they finally let you off the leash. Yeah. Well, with uh, with Crumb. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. allowed outside of the cage, but still have to have a hand. In that, what has been, and, and I, I hope you can answer this. What has been your favorite time and what has been your least favorite time fair enough i let's see favorite time i you know i think the like just coming in right out of the gate uh doing the like coordinating with the devs doing the breakdown of the scribe video was something that the community really liked um so that was fun and, uh, you know, trying to get the speed gap tournament off the ground uh, has, has been challenging, but fun. Uh, I think my favorite times are just when I'm like working on something big that uh, I feel like the community will want or at least somewhat appreciate. 
and then shepherding that through and then finally getting the win. Um, that feels good. And so, you know, honestly, I think one of my favorite things that I'm most proud of is um, way back when uh, we made the in-game title for a player whose name is the general who had leveled up her, you know, entire roster of, of, of female characters to all be gold wreath. Like who does that? Right. You, you only do that if you're passionate about it or you know, it's something that you believe in. And once I caught wind of that, I was like, you know, what, we got to We got to do something special. And so um, taking that initiative to get a get her her own unique in-game title and, and weaving through the approvals and everything else that it takes, that felt good. So, like, honestly, that's one of my favorite times. Uh, and then uh, making the video road ahead with Crumb was also <laughs> a lot of fun. Like we mm-hmm. we just got in there and, and, and we're like spitball. That was, ama- that was ama- an amazing uh, way. And I look forward. To you, there there is a road ahead in October scheduled, subject to change. Right. I hope you still do that. I hope you do that again. Yeah. But uh, well, we. I, I think. I think. Uh, you know. Maybe, maybe we will. Uh, but uh, no, we we had a lot of fun doing it, and and. and the awesome thing was how the community said, hey, we, we like that you guys did this. They didn't necessarily like everything that was said at it, but it, it was uh, kind of them to, to separate the message from the messenger. And then well, as the far as... The prompter <laughs> above the camera next time. Hey, you know, uh, we're our own harshest critics. Like <laughs> everything that was said about it, you know, on social media or wherever else... Uh, I'm like, you can't, it's like that scene in Scarface where it's like, there's nothing you can do to me that Castro's not already done, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, look, like no matter what you say, at the end of the day, I've already said it myself. Like, I, I, you know, we, I, I immediately was like, oh, we, we can do this better next time, this and that. So it, look, it's a, it's a growing uh, experience and, and we'll, you know, we'll get better as it goes along. But uh but yeah, so so those are some of my favorite moments, and and my least favorite is, um, you know, sometimes the job gets tough. But I also realize that when the job is easy, it's fun, and when it's tough, it's like, well, that's when we really have to do work, and so um, you can't just take one without the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not always easy. You see, like yourself on on memes because you know they're like, oh. oh like, they suck or whatever. And it's like, man, you have no idea <laughs> yeah. how, how hard we're, we're working and like advocating on your behalf. And uh, not that I, you know, want to leave because actually I, I, I love doing this. I love working with Crum and all that. But if it ever just came down to it, it's like, all right, well, you know, if you think I suck, then you're definitely going to miss me when I'm gone. So, you know, that's what so I you brief- So you briefly touched on it then, um, the Speed GAC. Tell us a little bit more about the the Speed GAC, because that that, that project's moving along nicely now, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, we're getting there. Um, But yeah, we have a roster set. Um, We need to do some practice runs and uh, do the final product. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think it's something that um, I noticed the community had been, you know, inquiring about, asking about. And so I'm like, hey, this is something that we can make happen from just a comms team level. Like we don't need to go, you know, get pull a lot of resources from from other places. Um, I mean, we did have to pull some. So like credit to our team for helping us out. But uh, this was like mainly, you know, something that the community team could put together, 
and do uh, and, and make happen for the community that, that we thought, hey, if, if, if they're asking for it or um, indicating some interest in it, let's try to make this happen. Like, it sounds like fun, right? Let's, let's be more forward facing. Let's reach out there. Let's work with some of the uh, content creators and, and some of the known members out in the community and uh, do a little face off. Like, why wouldn't that be fun? Let's so we do have, um, and we, we've received approval. You can just give me a thumbs up, Crumb. We've received approval that we can announce all of, um, even though they've announced it as well individually we can announce the full roster right crumb okay cool we're, we're getting the thumbs up there so the f- we got two <laughs> we got up. two thumbs up so the final roster for this speed gac is ranger with thane cubs rsg crew cubs with grid operation metaverse team money with gamma's backup kate gaming with llama Repres- yeah, off the bounty honeys. Representing the bounty honeys, uh, Gambit crew. Zareth is the lead with Solo, and then CG is represented by Crumb himself. Crazy excuses and Niv, not Nev, Niv. Yeah, that's not going to be confusing at all. During but the speaking of the broadcast, yeah, it was also. Um, uh, Crumb gave us a message a few days ago, and apparently you're going to be part of this as well, Doja? That's correct. Yeah, we're going to do the uh, the commentary team. We're going to yep. be the commentary team. We're, we are, uh, we're happy to finally make the acknowledgement, con- confirmation, and announcement. We will be joining uh, Doja Fett at the commentary table. You know, we're going to see if, if Gom gets put through one of them. But... Um, we're we're excited to uh, to join Doja Fett on the commentary team for Speed GAC when it happens. Check your local listings. Absolutely, yeah. So fast. Are you ready for that? Are you ready? Because yeah. we're going to be flying between flying between battles. You know, one minute we'll be in the gambit, and the next minute we'll be in operation. It's just it's going to be oh yeah, all over the place. Can be everywhere. All eyes, yeah. Get get your get your play by play practice in there because uh, you're you know you're you're definitely gonna you're definitely gonna need it. We got to get people their money's worth because some people yeah. do do their GACs quietly, so you know they need us there to explain why people are doing what they're doing. You know, it's like football or cricket. Yeah, exactly, and well, that, and that's why we needed somebody with the <laughs> <laughs> to, to win, to win it, credibility. It, it, it yeah. never, it never, it does not hurt to have an English accent on a commentary team. You know, you know, it, people say, "Oh, you just sound more intelligent." It's like, really? How does how does it how does an intelligent person sound? And it's like, I always thought you just picked us for bad guys because you know we sound so evil. So uh, yeah, no, well, I mean, I'm, you can I'm, be I'm, both, I'm, you know. Yeah, true. You can be intelligent <laughs> and evil. I mean, it does take a certain degree of intelligence to be evil. <laughs> so uh, yes, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm yeah. really really looking. Forward to it. You, you know, the, you know, it doesn't work the other way though. Also, like because in, in America, we're we're very cognizant of like, oh, you have an English accent. That's in, uh, interesting. You could come here for a visit, go out into public, uh, you know, bar or whatever. And, and speak in that accent and people would be like interested to, to, to get to know you or talk to you or, or find that attractive. 
And I thought like, oh, cool. A few years ago when I went to go visit Europe and was, you know, kicking around Scotland and, and England and stuff like that. I was like, oh, like maybe they'll find me interesting because I have an American it, accent. It, and it just does not go it, the other way. It doesn't go the other way at all. It's, it's yeah. the Canadians that I feel sorry for because people, it's, it's a bit like over here. It's like, oh, are you Australian? It's like, no, <laughs> I'm English. <laughs> in go to the UK Canadian goes to the UK and it's like oh you're an American it's like no I'm a Canadian how <laughs> boo so uh, yes um, so yeah it's 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 gonna be uh, yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun so do do we have time for a hardball question yep so uh, <laughs> good excellent okay so because we've done some good, we've done some fun and fluffy stuff. So I just wanted to know if we had time. Neil had the Neil had the hardball question, um, and, and I've got the other hardball question. But you have already answered this, Doja. Um, but I, I kind of want to, if I can, get a little bit more of a uh, thought perspective on it coming from you. And I acknowledge, and anybody listening needs to acknowledge that this is. His opinion and not the CG line. Okay. Now, um, you had talked about the, um, you made a statement before that, and CG has made a statement before that they don't want to force people's hands um, in territory wars. But with the, new divisions and the inclusion of relic nine material in upper echelons that means in some of the not uber spending guilds but the casual competitive guilds they have to have everybody join where does this how does that play into the agency of the player rather than the allowing people to make their choices when otherwise it's going to tear guilds apart because, Oh, they didn't let this or this guy didn't join. So I'm out of this guild because we aren't able to get to 320. Sure. So, well, okay. Can we, can we have you rephrase the question for, for, for brevity, just so I make sure that I'm answering the correct question right so so at the end of the day what is your question it's like why where why did, is the territory war matchmaking the where way did the where was the change in allowing tw to be more agency based to allow for progression okay so what i would say to that is uh you know, I, I understand that there's been some player sentiment on territory wars and, and, and matchmaking and uh, some concern about, you know, guilds, right? But I would also point out that we're very early on in, in this overhaul. And so uh, matchmaking, I, I don't think at this point has been, uh, you know, settled. We have to like give it some time to kind of work itself out. And on top of that, usually when there's any kind of big changes like this in game, there tends to be a little bit of shakeup, right? Like people get nervous, uh, you know, some guild members leave, some join. Um, so we also have to like kind of see where that's going to land. I have to have faith in my devs that they're doing what they feel is right and they're doing it in a way that's going to make sense. 
And I also have to have faith in them that when they see how things play out, if it's not what they intended, then we'll fix it, right? Like we're a live game. So we can, we can fix things if it needs to be. But, and I'm not saying that it does. What I am saying is that you're not forced to join territory war. Like it's, it's scaling, right? So if you have people that don't join, then you're not going to have to set as many defenses and, and, and that sort of thing. So um, I know it's big and new and scary, but I have to trust that the process is going to work. And if it doesn't, then we'll figure it out. I, I like I like that answer that, you know, the devs will listen. And and you have, have you, where's the, and, and Neil, you're, you're, you're up after this, after his, after his answer here. You say that, that the devs listen, we've seen that in other modes, um, but where is the, have you seen a threshold of what they will listen to compared to the overall population? Like how they'll listen compared to how right, the overall right. population Right, right. I mean, they, are, are they also listening to... Are they also listening to everybody else, or is it funneled through you? Um, you know, I, I can't speak to if my coworkers are using their off time <laughs> to, to go on form. I can say that Crum and I work very hard to make sure that we're involved uh, in a lot of discussions. I can say that we work very hard to keep an eye on uh, sentiment. And what's going on 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 you know a multitude of channels? Uh, we have tools that help us do that. We have people that help us do that, and we're just very interested in doing that uh, for the player base. At the end of the day, um, we also have to wear two hats, right? Like one hat is player hat. I want to make things happen for the players that are awesome as much as possible uh, for a few reasons. One, because I play the game, right? And two, it makes my life easier when the players are happy, Perfect. right? So that's my motivation that's, there that's, on that side. I also have to wear another hat. I work for the studio. I work for the devs. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a balancing act. We try to push for, you know, things that we can. And sometimes it's the right thing to do. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's not. Like, because we don't have the, you know, same understanding or expertise that others do. So, again, that's where I have to trust my devs. Nobody wants this game to die. Uh, we all want to make the best game possible. And at the end of the day, I feel like that's what we're trying to do. I know it's not always transparent and, you know, player frustration is going to happen, but that's where Crum and I come in to try to do the best. Breaking, that yeah, breaking news. Crum is yeah. human and he's a good guy. Excellent. Or uh, Doja is human and a good guy. Neil, over to you, bro. Okay, mine's much more simple and probably a lot more straightforward. Um, back at the beginning of the year, when you introduced um, challenges to the game, um, galactic challenges, obviously there was, the, there was the hype, there was the build-up, and then boom, you released it. Problem when it was released, it was released with a plethora of issues. Um, and the community basically all came out with one voice and said, you know, you've got issues here, here, and here. Now, back then, when that happened, you were very, very quick to respond to the constructive criticism. Not the, oh, my God, it's crap. And you did this completely and utterly poor. The constructive criticism. Ah, you know, that this doesn't work. That doesn't work. And this doesn't work. What are you going to do about it? You responded 
like almost within 24 hours. And he said, yeah, okay, we hear you. We're listening to you. We're taking on board. And then within a matter of a week or two, you came back and said, right, okay, we're going to address this concern, this concern, and this concern, and we'll do it in an up and coming challenge. And back then that was like, everyone was like, you know, give credit where credit is due. You listened to the community, you took on board the criticisms, you took on board the issues, you addressed them, you acknowledged them, and then you dealt with them, and then you implemented the changes. So why is it taking um, longer to do that with similar issues with territory wars, um, whereas it was much, much faster and your response time and your changes were very, very quick when it came to challenges. Whereas with territory wars, we're seeing a lot of, you know, the community is talking about very uh, similar issues over and over and over, whether it's forums or reddits or YouTube videos, we're all talking about the same issues. Um, why is it taking so long um, with the changes to territory wars to address and then potentially implement some changes to address those concerns? So that's kind of an apples and oranges comparison, right? I mean, we're talking about two different game modes. We're also talking oh, about... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I totally understand we're talking about two different game modes. Sure. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, mean, I mean, look, Territory Wars involves not just one player challenging their roster against a certain game mode. It's, it's a bunch of players going at each other, right? Um, what I can say is that uh, a lot of thought was put into you know, overhauling the system, what's going to go into it, the matchmaking uh, concerns before, uh, you know, with, with the old matchmaking system had to be addressed, right? And so they looked at all of that. And again, I'm just going to come back to the, to the fact that I'm going to trust my devs that they're, they're doing the right thing. Like, I, I know what their intention was when they designed this. It was to, like, guard against uh, cheating that mm. happening. Okay. You know, it's to ensure... Uh, you know, more fair matchmaking. It's to, it's to address all of the concerns that you had before with matchmaking and, and to do that to the best ability in a way that makes sense under the new system. So, I mean, it's easy to, to look at a, a galactic challenge that comes out and, and has some issues, and I'd say fix that a little more quickly on the fly than it is the territory wars. Because, again, it's a complex system that we you know, literally put into place and then set at like zero and then going forward is, is supposed to. I was, I, that's what I was right? thinking is that uh, we need some more reps in territory war matchmaking before it will balance out better. Um, I guess the, the only other one, I am pretty sure the devs thought of this. Is it tied? I, I guess can we be assured that it's tied to the population and not the guild name? So there's not teams out there that are moving th th those, these big alliances that are moving players to the, their best players to the guild that has the lowest amount of, uh, or the, the longest losing streak, because that was revealed that losing streak can be accounted in there. So, so part of the matchmaking process that we talked about was uh, win and losses, and 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 we, you know, announced that on the forums. We talked about it a little bit on Discord. I think I think Crumbs touched on it in some interviews. Uh, so, 
again, we can't like come out and say, Hey, here's, here's, here's the recipe for matchmaking. Because if you do that, um, there's always a risk of, of some level of exploitation, right? You want to kind of keep the system a bit of a mystery to, to guard against that. And that's not to say that you don't have faith in your matchmaking system. That's to say that anytime people have more uh, information on how something works, there's more potential for exploitation, right? And so, uh, again, along with cheating and winning loss streaks, uh, sandbagging we knew was a concern. Like it's something uh, that can happen in, in certain game modes. So, uh, again, they're trying to do their best to guard against that as well. Um, I, I don't know that any system is perfect. I just know that there's people that are way smarter than I am that uh, took those concerns that we've had and then put it in a crock pot and, and tried to bake up yeah. something beautiful. And I hope it and, and uh, Bones, who is a uh, uh, content creator for both Galaxy of Heroes and Dragon Champions, says matchmaking is so much better in Swaga than Dragon Champions. So good job there, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, we'll one say. real quick thing I'll pop in and say is that the matchmaking is definitely a starting point for changes. We definitely have more planned in the future around matchmaking with Territory Wars specifically. Like this is a jumping off point and we definitely want to gather as much data as possible before we make a lot of our next steps. But, you know, I think we said in the post as well, this is the start of it. This is not the final product here as well. We want to make this better and better. Excellent. Yeah. Cause one of the, one of the suggestions that, uh, that I've seen floating around everywhere because of the increase in the squads per territory is very much like you did when you introduced GOTB, instead of having a 24 hour period, it's a 36 hour period. Um, so a lot of people have been saying to me, um, well, how about increasing the offense from 24 hours to 36 hours as a suggestion so that, you know, because you, you, you know, you're, you're upping the amount of squads per territory. So it takes right. more time and, you know, you've got that international flavor that you get right. with a lot of guilds and, and, you know, just giving like everybody that little bit of extra time to be able to, you know, getting there with their offense type things. I've seen that as a, a suggestion. So, so it's just a case of, like said, so because of the nature of it being a different game mode, it's right. just going to take longer for you to address concerns that have been raised and um, discuss with, with the developer team as to whether or not it's an issue now, or it may not be an issue for by giving it more time, it may not be an issue further down the line. Right, like so. Yeah, first of all, yeah, you're right, I, and and so I want to acknowledge that, but I also want to add to it. Okay, so um, I think that if you look at our track record uh, of the game uh, as it goes along, we've never, I, you know, I don't think that there's been a time where we've just kind of left something uh, super clunky and, and, and players can disagree and that's fine. But like, I think we do a pretty good job of, of keeping an eye on things and uh, sometimes it takes a while, but it's like normally either the players or the devs or a combination thereof figure things out. So having said that, I, I've seen the sentiment. Uh, I've seen concerns about, you know, international guilds and, and join times and setup times and attack times and all that. Like, I'm, I'm aware of all of that sentiment. And it's something that Chrome and I have been discussing a lot. And so, uh, you know, I, I've heard, hey, make it 36 hours. I've heard, hey, there, you know, we got so much to do in game, uh, you know, right now that that feels like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's such a time sink that maybe you know, you go to 48 hours and only have one event instead of two. And so, you know, I'm not saying any of these ideas are, are like bad or one's better than the other. 
I'm just saying they all have like other considerations that we have to take into account. So say we did, you know, say I, I proposed the 48 hour thing, right? And and say the devs like that. And this is all hypothetical. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. None of this should be taken yeah. out of context, so, but probably will be in the wrong way. And if you do, you're a it, jerk. It 100% will. Yeah. Uh, it, well, yeah, your exactly. word's not mine, but I also super agree. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> And so, um, you know, look, like say, say, I, you know, that's a consideration that's out there that some people like, but then some people might not like it because, uh, okay, with the way that things are going, uh, you know, instead of having, you know, two, two bites at the apple, now you only have one bite, but you know, if we double the rewards, cool. But then if you lose, then you're going to be mad that time. But if you win, then you're going to be happy. And right now everybody (laughs) is like kind of, you know, a little bit concerned and, wondering how the matchmaking is working and all of that. And it's like, look, I think over a long enough period of time, everything would shake out. And so maybe that is a good idea. Maybe you do the 48 hour thing with double the rewards, but uh, you know, the point is, is look, we're aware and, and, and we're going to, you know, see, see how things shake out. Like Crumb said, we need to look at the data. We need to, to, to see, you know, is the system working as intended and, and go from Give there, them- but uh, make no mistake that we are, you know, we're aware, we're being diligent uh, and, and we're doing our part to, uh, you know, we, we've heard all sorts of different scenarios and proposals and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hear those and we'll look at those and we'll pass along. Give them time. Not everything can be made in a snap decision or programmed into a snap decision. Uh, by the way, I do have to really quick uh, um, acknowledge Dr. Jojo says, do any of the hats have feathers in them? I bet Crumb's hats have feathers. So there we go. I, I had I had to make sure that I uh, <laughs> that I had get made sure I wrote read it. Dr. Jojo is one of the founding uh, subscribers of this channel. So. All right. Um, so. What yeah, what, what do you guys, up, guys have coming up? There, there's some extra life in the future. Yeah, I, you know, I know this is supposed to be my interview, but um, extra life is uh, it, it's something that's fun and it's awesome, and I've been uh, super fortunate to be part of it the past few years. But uh, I think it's a little more crumbs baby than mine, so I don't know if you want to field that one. I think you should feel free to, but if you don't want to, that's fine. I can, I can, I can answer that one. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting excited for our uh, October 16th Extra Life charity event that we do every year. Um, we, once again, we're supporting UC Davis Children's Hospital, and uh, it's going to be a fun blast from around 10 a.m. Pacific time. I think we're going to like 8, so it's going to go, it's like 10, 10 12 hours. We're going to be we're gonna be playing games with the studio, having fun, trying to raise a whole bunch of money, and we've done amazing so far this year already. Thanks to the Galaxy Heroes community, especially for the amount of money we've donated so far. Uh, we're already at nine over $9,000 for the event and last year as a studio we raised eight thousand, and we haven't even started yet so this year is already set off to be amazing for the amount of charity we've made so far so thanks everyone who's donated i really 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 appreciate it um it's been really really fun so far but yeah come out have some fun we're gonna be playing all sorts of games doing all sorts of weird stuff so uh doing some fun interviews some trivia it's gonna be a great time so i hope you guys can make it out you probably saw that like interstitial in the game today that showed up that said hey it's happening um, we're gonna have a forum post on monday next week that says the time and gives a reminder but uh hopefully you guys can make it out it's going to be a great time drop the uh, drop the link in the chat so that we ah, can yes. put it in the so that we can put it in the so that everybody everybody can see it in the chat room 
Yeah, wonderful. Uh, and I, I just want to add to that too. Uh, it, it's cool to to see a number, you know, like oh, we raised X amount of dollars. But um, I what I found even even you know more special is the fact that uh, we get feedback from it's because UC Davis is part of the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals, and so we've gotten uh, feedback from them showing where that money actually goes. Like we see pictures of the beds that are being bought. Uh, for family members that want to, you know, stay the night next to next to their kid, or uh, you know, the playstations that were bought and installed so that uh, you know kids would have something to play, some entertainment while they're in there. And so, just seeing that, like where the money actually goes, was was super cool. Like knowing that, wow, we we we've helped out a family, or or you know, made a kid smile because they can, you know, kick back and play some games when they're uh, going through what they're going through. Yeah, it's uh, as a as the father of a child that was born three months premature, Children's Miracle Network and the Ronald McDonald House both um, helped make sure that I was able to be there when he was born. So as the recipient of somebody who has uh, benefited from those programs, this is one of those worthy causes that you cannot pass by. <laughs> Good cause is a good cause. So yeah, Thank you that endorsement, Paul. Do do you know? Get get uh, follow the link. Click on the link. Get donating. Look, you, if we get to you know, we, we must get to eight thousand crumb. We'll do his GAC live on Twitch. <laughs> that that when is that true. Or hit crumb. We'll do his GAC live mm-hmm. on Twitch when that total hits eight k. So the sooner we get to that eight k, the sooner we could you know, the sooner we can start you, you know building up. <laughs> this uh, live stream that's probably going to get a lot of people watching it. Uh, and then I have no doubt that when he does that stream, a couple hundred people on that stream, Crumb's going to be dropping the link in that stream for his live GAC. We're going to be able to raise a bunch of more money for the charity then as well. So the faster we get to 8,000, the faster we get Crumb doing that live stream for his <laughs> GAC. And then in turn, the snowball effect will be hundreds of people watching that stream and even more money raised for the charity. So get your ass over to that link, get donating, get it up to 8K so that we can get Crumb on live for his GAC before the end of 5v5. <laughs> yep, I did. I did say I would do that. So thank you, thank you, Ned, for the reminder. And uh, I've been giving away a whole bunch of swag too, as well, on the channel to help people get uh, get excited for donating. We got water bottles, we have chargers, and that kind of stuff. So stop by the stream uh, if you want, and uh, we'll hopefully give away some cool stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, in in addition to that, we do have the speed GAC that was promised. Um. Once again, we're excited to uh, be a part of the commentary team with Doja um, this coming. Check your local listings. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Doja, um, thank you so much for your time, for spending uh, spending some time with us here. Is there any uh, is there anything else that you want to mention before I ask you the biggest question that I will ask you tonight? I, you know, it, it's been, it's been quite a year. Um, we've had some ups and downs. We've had some wins. Uh, we, we've had some other situations, but overall, I, again, I just, I feel really fortunate to, to be here. Um, and uh, it, it's been a ride and it's been great. 
Um, I, I like what I do. Uh, I like who I work with. And more than anything, uh, just being part of the community uh, that responded the way it did with the you know, whole many situation to see what this community is capable of has been uh, really cool. So, um, you know, it's not always uh, peaches and rainbows, man, but uh, uh, I think that, you know, together we do a lot of cool stuff and that's um, all we're trying to do here is, is, is make things as good as we can. So that's what's up. All right, uh, Neil. Any final questions for Doja? No, let's get off and let these people get. All apart. right. So I've tried so many times to ask Crum this question, and I guess I'm tired <laughs> of, of asking it wrong. Oh, so God. I already know so, what it's so going to be. I, I always it. ask, "Where is Hondo?" And I'm tired of getting the same answer. <laughs> I, instead, I'm going to ask, "When is Hondo?" <laughs> not soon enough, <laughs> you know, not soon enough, man. I, I, Crumb wants it. I want it. I, a lot of the people want it. I, I don't know what to say, man. I just, I want Every it. time, I, every I have single to time. Ask. No patience. I no don't patience. have any patience when it comes to a yeah, character. Man, I, Man, my patience is out. You know, I, I'm I'm done waiting. He's the only character that, you know. that is represented at Disney World and Disneyland at Galaxy's Edge in a in a actual form that is not in this darn game. You know, and in, in fact, you know, I, I'm almost to the point where I'm about to pull an Arnold and say if he's not in the game by the end of the year, I quit. <laughs> so. Yeah, that didn't work work out so well for Arnold. He had to delete his alternate account. I know. Account I remember that. That's the only. That's the only reason. Do they really <laughs> want? Do I really want to call their bluff? Do I want to stare down? I mean, look at Crumb. He's Freddie Mercury. I, I'm not going to stare him down in the eyes. I, I would say it's probably not the best bet to make right now, given that our schedules, you know, for the rest of the year is probably pretty locked in already. So, uh, but hey, you know, you do what you want to do. Don't let me tell you how to live your life. All right. Wait, so just just for reference, what what how does Crumb normally end? He's the question? same thing that you want to see him in the game too. Yeah. Yeah, I would I'd love well, to Tondo's one of my favorite characters. Of course I want to see him in the game. Yeah. We've we've actually like we've we've had like meetings go like astray with like everybody else leaves the Zoom call and it's just Crumb and I left and we're like, dude, Honda. You know, and then we'll just go on for like 20 minutes about how it's like, dude, Hondo, right? right? What about Hondo? Yeah, but what about Hondo, though? I I, I just, uh, you know, I just hope and pray, and it puzzles me why there's no Hondo. All right. Yeah, that's worse than one of my uh, dad jokes. (laughs) All right. Well, Doja, Crumb, thank you very much for showing up. Doja, it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. We cannot wait to to be alongside you coming up with Speed GAC. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. I appreciate it. All right. Coming up in this break, the latest episode of Helly and the Noob, and then Patreon's Choice. Once again, we may have to delay it. This has been an epic show. We'll see you guys after these messages right here on the Escape Podcast. Hey. 
Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Padawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Bot, after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. The following episode of Hellion the Noob has a character based on a real person. Permission was granted to use the name and virtual likeness. And now time for something completely shameless. When we last saw our antagonists, they ran into enemies on Corellia. They were facing down two of TC-14's greatest creations. A heated battle ensued. Serves them right. Nobody likes Hellenics. Both Hellenics and the noob performed maneuvers most of us would just laugh at. Thank God for them, the victorious Viking found them on their way to their ship and joined them in this fight. Let's pick back up with this latest episode of Helly and the Noob to see if these fugitives from the law get their comeuppance. Noobie! Special move. And make it count. Here goes nothing. Oh, come on. Those blasters are the most overpowered weapons available to us. They've destroyed Beskar-reinforced quintuple-layered durasteel with mithral mesh in the past. And now against these two rock clowns, not even a scratch. <sighs> All right, whatever. Time for my special move. Oh, jeez. You gotta be kidding me. What in the space hell? Even that does no damage? They're rock creatures, Hololinux. Lightning attacks have no effect on them. Haven't you ever played any Pokemon games? This is getting stupid. Shaman, my man, do something. Uh, I guess I'll do my special move? <clears throat> you shall not pass! Oh, for crying out loud, a taunt. What good will that do us? What's the problem this time, Hololinux? We need to eliminate these rock guys, not divert their attacks. Their attacks don't even cause any serious damage. This battle's gonna go past five minutes, and I never let it last for more than five minutes.
Seriously, Drum Monkey? Um, Lennox, I just finished reading these guys' kits. You are not. Going to like this. Hurry up, newbie. The timer's counting down. Spill the beans already. Give me the short version of whatever it is you found. Well, the short version is these are the newest Galactic Legends released by the SSP devs. Basically, without an ultimate ability, you can't damage them. Let's stun them this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Now we're stunned. This sucks. Well, maybe if we didn't stop for space... Heroes. We wouldn't be in this predicament in the first place. Meatbag. You know what, noob? Why don't you just shut up? If you got nothing helpful to offer, why keep talking? All you ever do is complain. Guys? Me? Complain? Oh, that's rich. Especially coming from you, who calls himself the salty Spartan. No, 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 no. I've earned the right to complain, noob. I've been at this for almost six years. You just picked up this game and have no idea how much I've sacrificed for this garbage content. Guys. Oh yeah, well, fine. I'm gonna go buy a hyperdrive bundle pack and- What good will a hyperdrive pack do? You can't equip it mid-battle. Plus, it's gonna violate your free-to-play pledge. And I am not in the mood to listen to Neil rag on us for dumping money into the SSP coffers. Guys. What? I still have my summoning move, and I know exactly who to summon. Here goes. <clears throat> By the power of Swago, I summon the bravest! Isn't he cute? <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> What's it gonna do? <laughs> yeah, tickle us to death. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, Mr. Viking Man, who is that character? He seems very, very cool. I want a formal introduction. I bet we could be great friends. He seems exactly like the type of character we need to join us for our mission to confront DC-14. Noob, don't you know who this is? Hype down, both of you. You are in the presence of greatness. Show some class, please. Yes, kind soul. We are humbled. We thank you. Without you, we would not have ended our non-stop bickering and overcome these adversaries. Your strength and poise are an eternal lesson to us all. Your example is one we should all always strive toward achieving. We are humbled by your appearance and appreciate your brief intervention. May the Force be with you. Always. I... I, I can barely believe it. Okay, will somebody explain to me exactly what just happened? You see, young adventurer, that was the bravest entity this galaxy has ever known. That was Mini Snowwalker, a being of legend who once walked among us in this realm and now travels the nether realm of the Force. As the Wills once wrote in their journals, Mini Snowwalker was a being whom, despite his small stature and young age, could face impossible odds. Without fear, odds that would make even the strongest among us crumble in sheer terror. Unfortunately, a dark entity of despair, born of the fourth sign, confronted Mini, and an epic battle ensued. Sadly for us, the little one departed our realm 
after losing his fight against that vile foe. However, although defeated in that battle, he did not truly lose. For the legend says, if we merely remember him, he will never truly be lost, and he will always walk among us. For his ally is the Fork, and a powerful ally it is. His name is Mini Snowwalker, and it shall never be forgotten. For he was the bravest among us, and his example will forever be one we should each be inspired by. While gone from this realm, Mini Snowwalker is eternal. Well, I'm honored. As you should be, young one. Now, let's all head towards your ship and make our way to Coruscant. This episode dedicated to Mini Snowwalker, 2006 to 2021. May the Force be with you. That was quite touching. Mini Snowwalker was indeed a hero. I almost don't want to make fun of the lethargic Laconian at this point. Almost. Oh, who am I kidding? Will the nerve violate his sacred free-to-play pledge? And will his doing so cause a never-age? Will cartoon Hellenic's pit stop at a coffee shop for Freddo Espresso while en route to Coruscant? We all know the Greek is addicted to caffeine. Will the victorious Viking crack both these guys' skulls with his mud hammer? I'm hoping. Yes. I'm even willing to pay good money to see this. Would you like to see the same? If you answered yes to this question, then all you have to do is make sure to stay tuned to the Escape Pod cast every Friday so you never miss a single episode of Ellie and the Noob. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. That was a really, really nice, long, incoming transmission. But uh, we're back for the rest of the show. Well, now. the rest of the show that is there. We're already over time. I hate doing this. But, the, you know, Zaz and Geek Girl have some awesome questions. We are going to get to them next week. There should not be a long interview. We should be back on time. But uh, Patreon's choice, we will be getting to those questions. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Neil, what do you have have coming up on Escape Podcast? Well, I have a very big GAC match coming up. Very big GAC match coming up. It is me versus AOC Star Wars. Um, AOC Star Wars is a um, top competitor. They are top 50, 960K. Like literally like 960k lifetime banners. They put their defense down. Um, it's 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 gonna be interesting. It's gonna but one of they're, they're responsible for one of my only losses this year. So yeah, it's gonna be a big one that. Um, probably gonna be tomorrow morning, maybe tomorrow afternoon. Um, I'm I'm gonna need to do some warm-up exercises uh, and you know, practice some of my cat. I don't know what I'm, do, you know. I'm I'm just yeah. 
it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a big one for me because obviously I'm on another unbeaten run. You know, I've gone sixty ma- I've gone sixty matches on other uh, sorry sixty. I've gone fifty five matches and I've only lost one in fifty five. So uh, yeah, it's kind of a big one, an important one. So um, do, do be sure yeah, if you're me. if you're listening to this as it goes live on the regular podcast uh, channels, do make sure you check it out. Um, if you are watching this live, do make sure that you check out the show later on um, tomorrow. So um, over on Vault 37, Mrs. Anthony and I are about to finish Game 8, Lego Harry Potter, years 5 through 7. We'll be doing the fourth installment of that uh, Saturday. And then on Sunday, we will definitely finish it if it's not already finished. And then be moving on to Lego Batman 2. So that should be a lot of fun doing that over on Vault 37 Studios on Twitch. And then we're also instituting to where Mrs. Anthony and I must, uh, if you have 10,000 channel points on Vault 37, we have to disarm a bomb live where only one of us can see the bomb and the other one of us has the instruction book on keep talking and nobody explodes. That's the name of the game, Neil. Keep talking and nobody explodes. (laughs) (laughs) So that should be a lot of fun. Um. Other than that, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again to the myth, the legend, GS. Thank you again to Crumb. Thank you again to Doja Fett for uh, stopping by and talking to us. And uh, thank you to all of our mods, Hellenix, Cascade, the Llama, Mrs. Anthony. All of you guys take care of the channel very, very professionally and wonderfully, and we appreciate everyone. Neil, anything else that you want to say before we head out? No, we're all, right. all good, man. We are going to be raiding the myth, the legend, as we talked about in this in the second segment. We're going to be raiding him after the uh, credits roll. But that being said, be nice to each other, damn it. Neil, you got anything for me? Yeah, Don't mind if I do. What's going on? Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods. Close down the circuits. Evacuate the suit. Southerners coming back to the has been activated. Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works. This ship will self-destruct in exactly ten seconds. Friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog.